welcome to another episode of The Last Podcast You Want. What's going on, everybody? Steve here, just saying what's up before the episode. As always, I hope everybody's staying safe, staying sane, mentally, physically healthy, all of that good jazz. Uh, Got to keep that PMA, that positive mental attitude. Top of the show, we want to tell everybody, go check out Throwback Games. Throwback Games in Oceanside. You can check them out on Instagram at Throwback Games. That's games with a Z. They are a sponsor uh, for the show, of course. So every week you will hear me talking about them until I get an actual advertisement recorded for them. Throwback Games. Go check them out. Uh, What have I been doing? I've been playing a lot of games. I went and bought uh, Donkey Kong 64 for my Nintendo 64 from Throwback Games, along with some great Game Boy games at their one-year anniversary this past Saturday. So you missed it. You missed it. But if you had been... uh, Listening to previous episodes and checking it out, you would have known that because you would have should have already followed them. This week on the show, we got my cousin David Lesh. We spent a lot of time. We're cousins, practically brothers. Um, <clears throat> uh, had a lot of fun on this one. We filmed it on. We filmed it. We recorded it on Christmas. Uh, obviously, because you'll hear it with the top of the show. Guys, we're going to get right into it. I don't want to continuously bore you with all my banter, banter, banter. Uh, but I love you all for coming on this continuous journey. Uh, and do me a favor. Tell a friend about the show. Suggest it. Uh, if you're talking to a random uh, cashier at a gas station or you're just randomly talking to someone at a bus stop, and they, they just randomly ask you how you're doing, what's going on. Not that people fucking talk to each other anymore. Tell them about my awesome podcast. Tell them to go check out the last podcast you'd want on all major social media outlets. Uh, other than that, I love you all for coming on this continuous journey with me week after week. We're going to get on into it with my cousin David Lesh. Uh, junior. I, I could say his middle name, but I won't. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into it. I love you all. Tip the veal. Try the staff. Enjoy it. Coming in at number five, we have The Crudes, A New Age, with $626,000. The Courier and Chaos Walking come in at fourth and third, both with $1.9 million. Tom and Jerry holds firm in second with $3.8 million. And Rhea and the Last Dragon once again come in at number one with $5.1 million. Coming out to the theater this week, we have Nobody, Shoplifters of the World, The Seventh Day, and six minutes to midnight. Those are your top five in the box office and your movies coming out this week. And now, on to the episode. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of The Last Podcast You'd Want. Steve here with what I'm going to th- assume is going to be a fun episode. Uh, it's going to be someone that you don't possibly know, but you will after this episode. I bring my friend, my family, my cousin, David Lesh. David, how are we doing? Great. Merry Christmas. Hello. <laughs> and uh, for those listening, we are recording uh, on Christmas Day. It's a, a fun family 
get together. Uh, we've all been uh, socially distanced, wearing masks the entire time. Uh, and there's a good six feet between us now, so no need to worry about that if David sounds a little bit far. And relatively drama-free this year. Relatively drama-free this year. I'd add a little bit, little bit there for a second. A little bit. And then it just squashed right out. Yep. Def and and that's that's really good. I really like that for Christmas. Um, but we'll we'll dive right into it because uh, it's it's a movie that I've already mentioned on the show before when I gave everyone that I have, but. Uh, Ever walked out of a movie in the movie theater? I have with you, Ultraviolet. And you and you were the deciding factor on that. You looked at me and you were like, This is horrible, I'm leaving. Yep. And I was already kind of on that boat, but you were you were you drove. I so, think I, so I definitely just had to leave as well. We didn't make it past half hour, I don't think. No, we made it like maybe twenty, maybe thirty minutes in, and it was unbearable. I think so. Absolutely. Yep. But uh, and and much like myself, never gone back to visit it. Me neither. Maybe we should make that a goal one of these days. Uh, maybe maybe we can. That would be then. Then we'll do a little a little rehash between you and me on on whether whether we can make it because I could tell you it was the playground scene. They were on a playground. Uh huh. I remember and, grass. And that was a tap out yeah. point. And I remember yeah, is it, it was just ridiculous. Yep. So ultraviolet. That's uh. That's that's yeah one that we definitely both disliked. Uh, with that, we do move uh, right to the opposite, what I like to call the opposite spectrum of a movie you couldn't stand to a movie that you can just watch every day, whether you're putting it on for background noise, whether you're just sitting down to watch a movie, what's a movie or movies that you could just watch every day, no questions asked. There really, I mean, there's just so many countless, but the, the one that usually is at the top of the list is Airplane or Blazing Saddles. Okay. Or The Godfather. Oh, okay. Those or are... The Exorcist. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, no, I believe it. I believe it. Uh, I'd say for you, maybe Halloween, or is Halloween mostly a holiday? Nope. Halloween is multiple time, multiple viewings a year. Okay, there we go. Uh, and those are good ones. Airplane. I mean, most of those movies definitely been talked about on the show. Uh, but we definitely grew up watching Airplane. We did. Most definitely grew up watching uh, Blazing Saddles. And anything and everything, Mel Brooks. I tell you, I get so happy when a guest on the show brings up Life Stinks. It very rarely happens. I usually bring it up. Life Stinks. Hachu, hachu, ziggity, bam, bam, boom, hachu, hachu. And that's usually what I go to in my head is you and me as small children doing that, that whole bit because it's just, it's so funny. And I hold it into such a high regards for Mel Brooks. Like, it's definitely what people would consider one of his lower films. It, it would be yeah but i'd so it's so high up there for me yeah. like it's above it's above like, like i know you love high anxiety but it's above high anxiety for me okay uh i'd have to rewatch silent movie but it might be above if at silent movie for me like it, it's it's really it's it's high up there for me like history of the world uh well, history of the world is probably above that okay it's probably above right. that space balls and blazing saddles are definitely above that yeah but it's one of those Mel Brooks films that at a young age was just very, I caught it at the right, the right age, the right time. I thought it was hilarious. Whereas other people saw it for what it, what they call it. It truly is. Yep. But um, Mel's 95 now. And when he goes, that will be one of the all time greatest losses of comedians of, of the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there have been very few uh, people in this world that have passed away that I did not know that I cried for. And I can tell you right now when Mel Brooks goes, it will be Niagara Falls for yep, me. Yep. And his output compared to the sheer genius of him, I think has unfortunately not been 
uh, as much. Sure. Uh, I think he should have made more films. I, I wish he would have, because as far as I know, his last film was Dracula Dead and Loving It. It is, which unfortunately is his... It's it's bad. Yeah, I it's it's bottom of the barrel for me. Yeah. If if you if you gave me a handful, it's going to be one of the lesser ones. Funny enough, though, Mel Brooks' favorite moment from any of his movies, Dracula Dead and Loving It. What's the moment? The scene when Steven Weber is striving the stake through oh, the vampire's heart, and he gets covered in blood and covered in blood, and then he goes, "No, you have to go deeper," and he hits him again, and more blood and more blood. That that is apparently that is, uh, Mel Brooks' favorite scene from all of the movies he's done. That is hilarious, and I'm sure you know this, but <clears throat> the sets from Dracula Dead and Loving It, like in Young Frankenstein, are from the actual films. It's from the actual 1930-something Dracula film. I, I, I knew that about Young Frankenstein. I did not know that it's about... the same with Dracula. Yeah. That's, that's... See, that's just attention to detail that is just so amazing and so yep. great. Yep. Um... And we, I'm sure we could just go an entire episode. Yeah, we could talk about Mel, Mel for Brooks hours, just all but... day, all day. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to know some of these answers because I probably watched them a lot with you. Yep. Uh, but movies that take you back to your childhood. Uh, so there's a couple. Um, the top of the list is always Peach Dragon uh, because of, there's memories there intertwined with my mom who passed when, as you know, when I was five. Uh, then there's Annie, obviously. Um, uh, more tied to you and I is going to be Beaches. Sure. Uh, but those are probably the, the the top ones from my child. It would be Annie and and Peach Dragon. Peach Dragon and and uh, yeah, I, I it's it's been years since I've watched Peach Dragon all the way through. Uh, big fan of that movie, uh, except as a child, never liked Candle on the Water. Uh, slow ballad, uh, love song. It's one of the most underrated Disney songs ever. Oh, absolutely. I mean, looking at it as an, as an adult now, uh, seeing it for, for the greatness that it really is for the love song, the ballad. Um, but as a, as a kid, bro died. I want, I want a dragon, a dragon. I swear I saw a dragon. Uh, I want that. I want, I want Petey. I want, I want all of that. I don't want this, this, this. He'll be your candle on the water. Like you I, want it to be a razzle dazzle. I day. do want. I want that that razzle. Give him the old razzle dazzle, as yeah. uh, as Richard Gere said in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> I once saw a, a production of Chicago where the role that Richard Gere played was played by, um, and I just forgot his real name, Zorro the Gay Blade. George Hamilton. George Hamilton. I saw the same production at the Civic at Theater. At the Civic Theater. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So fun. So fun. Billy Flynn. Um, but uh, Peach Dragon is a great one. Beaches. Uh, every year on my Facebook memories, because I look at my Facebook memories every day of what's, of what's popped up in the past, and I'll always get, um, you know, you posting a Lethal Weapon clip, uh, the, not Lethal, the, the uh, Naked Gun, the Naked Gun clip uh, from Two and a Half. Uh, will always pop up because you posted that uh, and uh, which clip? Uh, the the ding, ding dong, the witch's <laughs> dead, the weaker witch, the wicked witch. Yes. The Casablanca ripoff. ripoff. Uh, yes. yes, and uh, beaches, beaches will will always pop up uh, now and then. And Casablanca, that, that's another one I can watch constantly. And that brings up because this just popped up the other day, and I realized I never replied to it because I did not understand it. You had once posted on a page about a customer coming in and you asking you about something and you typing on a computer and you replied once in a blue moon and you you said to me i hope you get that reference and i did not 
And by the looks of it now, you don't remember the I have no either. idea what you're talking about. You posted on my page like your customer came in and asked... Oh, a tie anxiety. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. They're working... He's typing... Uh, Cloris Leachman, Nurse Diesel, uh, is sitting at the table with Harvey Corman And uh, uh, Mel Brooks, who plays the incoming psychiatrist, asks them what the rate of recovery is at the institute that he has just gone on to. Harvey Corman takes out his little calculator, says, I'll have that number for you in just a moment. Types in some numbers, and he says, once in a blue moon. Gotcha. And that's... See, what blue... Uh, high anxiety, once again, high, uh, high list for you as a child. Yes. Uh, but for me, like, I understood it, but I never... I never quite got it because I wasn't a big Hitchcock as, as When a was kid. the last time you've tried to go back and watch it? Oh, it was it was years ago. I probably love it nowadays. Yeah, you, you the really... main thing I remember about it, loving it, is Harvey Corman acting like a werewolf with the guy while yes. Mel Brooks is trying to talk to him. Yeah. And then the guy zooming in on the photo, zooming in on the photo, zooming in on the photo, <laughs> zooming in on the photo. Yes. Um, I'm sure it's it's absolutely hilarious give, and great give now. Give it another but, go. But yeah. Um, those are some great ones that definitely do take me back to childhood. Uh, a great memory that I remember, and I don't remember if you necessarily will, just because it, it was a one-off memory. I mean, this one particular, but one thing that kids love to do when they're younger, couch forts. Yes. I remember us making a big couch fort and then watching Aliens. I remember that. I remember our couch forts, and I remember our little floor shows that we would put on. Oh, do you remember when we got um melissa from next door and we did a full-on uh fashion show yes for my parents but it was it was gender swapped so melissa was wearing all of my father's clothes and you put this whole thing on this was all you <laughs> this was all you you me you put melissa in my father's clothes and you took my mom's clothes and put me and you and we i think you did makeup with us as well I probably did. and we did a little fashion show and my mom my mom just sat there and loved it my she dad did. my dad knowing my dad now my dad probably enjoyed it just I'm as sure much getting a kick out of it I'm sure he did um i remember at one point we did full-on choreograph choreography for uh Paul Abdul straight up. Oh, see, I don't remember that. Yeah. I remember doing the beaches dance on our front yard for my mom. We did? Yeah. The Agony. The, the oh, uh, Agony. Uh, well, what's the name of that song? Oh, 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 Industry. Industry. Yes. That, and not Agony, it's Industry. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. We did a lot. Do you remember acting like a hunchback and dragging our foot behind my mom in the grocery store? I did. Do you remember what we what movie that was tied to that we had just watched? Was it Young Frankenstein? It was not. What was it? It was The Pink Panther Strikes Again. Uh, it's Clouseau. We were yeah. We were doing Clouseau. <laughs> dragging, dragging the foot, stomping the first yes. one, and dragging the yes. second. Oh my God! Yes, absolutely. So, my mom was so embarrassed. Yeah, I used to spend summers with with Stephen and his mom and. And Family, so that's yeah. where all these memories come from is we, we spent summers together. Yeah, practically. I mean, in reality, we're practically brothers. We're cousins, yes. but but we spent so much time. Uh, his mom, my mom, identical twins. Yep. Uh, and yeah, once when, as he stated, his mom passed away when he was five. Uh, and him and his sister, Sally, spent the majority of their, their summers, let alone any school break. Yeah. Really? I just remember you guys were always there. I remember we at one point you bought legend of zelda a link to the past and you were there for like maybe a month more and i remember you leaving and taking the game and i just remember like i understood the concept i just remember being so upset like we're still playing the game we're still we can't we're still playing it we haven't beat it yet 
I tell you what, I just bought a Super Nintendo. How long did it take us to beat Super Mario World? Oh, God. Um, uh, two weeks? Three it, weeks? Yeah, probably. I did it in two days. Yeah, I can imagine that. I mean, that's all reflex memory, but yeah. I'm playing A Link to the Past right now, and I'm actually stuck at a point that I don't remember. Okay. I recently bought Super Nintendo. I also recently bought a Game Boy Pocket and a Nintendo 64, but that's neither here nor there. Nice. Uh, when it comes to movies, a director can take uh, a movie and make it great, or he can make it horrible. When it comes to directors, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm going to know the answer, but do you have a director you like to lean towards other than Mel Brooks? Woody Allen. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about a childhood memory for me. You and me losing it laughing. Manhattan murder mystery. With poker. The, with the tape. With the Oh, the tape or the, the poker the, scene? Because we did the poker scene too. I, so for me, I remember the, the tape scene where, okay. where they're playing the, the, the tape of her recording and yes. she's like, and then they did that! Like, yeah, so they're trying to frame a guy, yeah, and the, but they're doing audio recording over the phone. Oh, yes. I got, I have to re, I have to rewatch. So that. that, and then the other one that always got us was when Woody Allen is sitting there trying to play cards with Angelica Houston, and he has five or six cards in his hand, but he's constantly moving them back and forth neurotically and very Woody Allen esque. Yeah. Nature. My first, my first celebrity impersonation, Woody Allen. Woody Allen. I remember yeah. we used to do Woody. Woody all the time. That's yeah. great. Um. Uh, when it comes to Woody Allen, if you had to pick top uh, top two, three, what, what what's at the top of the list for you? Uh, Love and Death, uh, one of his earlier films, one of his earlier pairings with Diane Keaton. Okay. Um, but the writing in it is just impeccable. Um, it's when he was still doing his early slapsticky kind of stuff, uh, more akin to uh, Bananas or Sleeper or everything you always wanted to know about sex but was afraid to ask. Um Obviously, Annie Hall, that's always going to be at the top of everyone's list. Um, Manhattan Murder Mystery. The size of a Buick. The size of, yeah, the spider the size of a Buick. Uh, Manhattan Murder Mystery is another one of my, my personal favorites. Awesome. I was always a fan of yeah. Hollywood endings. Yes. So now, compare and contrast Woody Allen to Mel Brooks. They're both just absolute comedic geniuses. I kind of wish Mel would have been able to do what Woody did is release a movie a year. And in my opinion, I mean, Woody Allen, he's had some misses, but the, even the misses aren't bad. Sure. hes I don't think he's made a bad movie. I really want to see Midnight in Paris. I haven't seen Midnight it. in Paris is brilliant. But the last one... It's a masterpiece. I mean, in reality, the last new Woody Allen film I probably saw was Matchpoint. And I didn't even see that in its entirety. No, that's not true. Uh, the one he did with Jason Biggs and Christina Ricci. Okay. Yes. And uh, anything but love. Uh, any? Yeah, it's anything something. We went and saw that when I worked at AMC Mission okay. Valley. So that was probably the last yeah. one. Before that was Hollywood Endings, and I really liked Hollywood, Hollywood Endings. Hollywood Endings is hilarious. The the Jason Biggs one. It it is. It's anything something. Um, that's that's one of his lesser achievements. Sure. Um, uh, Woody Allen is always a fun one though. Um, when it comes to genres in movies, uh, favorite genre that you like to lean towards more than others? I mean, you would think that it would be comedy based on the directors and what we've talked about so far, but it's horror. Of course. Of horror course. is my favorite genre. Uh, some of your favorite horror films? Um, top five movies all time, always going to be in the top five list because it always rotates a little bit as The Exorcist. Uh, I think it's just a brilliant masterpiece. I don't, I mean... The original Exorcist. The original Exorcist. I think people outside of the horror world don't give it the credit that it's due as the masterpiece and the work of art that it really is. I think it's one of the first films that really proved that horror can be art. 
um, not just jump scares and, and cheap tricks. Uh, and then the original Halloween, uh, 1978 Halloween, that's another one. Uh, those are just two that I can, I can literally watch anytime, day after day after day. Okay, so if you had to uh, take Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, let's say Pinhead, and let's say Chucky, mm-hmm. and you had to rank them from five to one, who who would be the bottom of the list? Bottom of the list would be Chucky. All right. And then we would probably have Freddy. Okay. Okay. And then we would have Pinhead. I love Pinhead. Um, and then we would have Michael. I figured. And then we would have Jason. I figured Jason would be your number one. Yeah. Uh, you love dressing up for Halloween. Every year, scare the kids. Every year, sitting in your front yard as uh, Jason Voorhees, uh, yep. let alone the, what your neighborhood, your neighbors, your work, driving to work. Yep. How many How many Jason masks do you own? I have three um, custom-made Jason masks. From which series? The one that I wear every year is actually a mis, uh, mix-up, or a mash-up, I should say, of uh, part four, and then the weathering of the mask in the remake from 2011. Okay. And, 2009 sorry and what I, I just recently rewatched that and what are it's, your thoughts you know it's it's actually not as bad as people think that it is i mean there are some really good kills in it there are some really good kills what are your thoughts on what was going to originally be the next jason film which was jason in the snow um i love that concept idea and they actually the um there's a guy who's been making some fan-made jason films on youtube uh, the first one was called Never Hike Alone. Uh, it's about an hour and a half, um, and it's a love letter to Jason. It's really good. Uh, a couple months ago, he actually released a follow-up to it called Never Hike in the Snow. So it actually is a Jason film oh. that takes place in the snow. That's um, a lot of fans consider these these to be kind of canon now because, I mean, they're, it really is so well made. And what's that called again? Never Hike. Well, the first one is called Never Hike Alone. And then the other one is the other never, hike never, in the hi- snow. never Hike in the Snow. And those are available on YouTube. They're available on YouTube. For free. For free. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. Uh, do you know what my first Friday the 13th film uh, to see in the theater was? Eight. Jason X. Jason X, okay. Which I saw with you. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, There's some good kills in that. Good, great, some great kills in that one. You get the I, sleeping bag kill. You do. And <laughs> your hollow deck. Yeah, you get, and you the, get the cryogenic frozen, frozen face. Frozen face. Yeah, yeah some really some uh, guys. He just wanted his knife back. <laughs> um, uh, some great that's ones. That's when we finally get Uber Jason. We yep. Uh, I, and because I want to say that came out before Freddy versus Jason. It did. And Freddy versus Jason would be my first Friday that with the first Nightmare on Elm Street uh, movie that I saw in the theater. Really? Really? Wow. Well, okay. Well, I was when when they were all coming out. I can tell you that when. A new nightmare came out, which was the the real life Heather Heather. So that's Wes Craven revisiting. So that's seven. That's actually a brilliant film. I my dad watched that. I watched part of that with my dad, and then I ended up going to bed because I was scared. And then the next morning, we went and had breakfast with you and your family, at or it might have been lunch at like a Chinese restaurant. I definitely remember we went down and saw you. And I remember asking my dad, like, what happened in the rest of the film. I remember my dad was outside having a smoke. And I remember going outside and being like, what happened? Like, what happened to the T-Rex? 
Like, because I was young, and uh-huh. and I was like, what happened to the T-Rex? Did he make it? And my dad's like, no, the T-Rex. The T-Rex didn't make it. And he, oh, because the child's toy is a T-Rex. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's Stuffed right. animal. Yeah. And he ended up telling me a little bit about how the babysitter ended up dying in front of the kid, and, and he, had, he went yeah. over, essentially, the rest of the film with me. The kid in that's pretty creepy. Uh, the kid in that, I want to say, isn't that the kid from uh, Kindergarten Cop? Yep. Yeah. Boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. <laughs> it's him. Yeah, same kid, and the kid is is very creepy. Uh, yeah. I think I think it's the same kid from uh, Pet Cemetery. It is. I think it's Gage. It is. That's two horror films he did. Holy yeah. shit, that's crazy. Um, I remember watching Pet Cemetery with you. Oh, it scared the crap out of us. Yeah, probably. We were. It was in the Cardiff Cove apartments. We watched it actually at the house. Okay. I uh, oh man yeah I I remember a lot of movies. I think that was a pillow fort movie, and we we almost couldn't get through it as because uh, what's his name Pas Pascal, the guy who gets killed in the car accident comes back as the ghost. Uh, I think it's Pas Pascal Pascal something like that. Anyways, he scared I, the crap out of us. All right, really quick because I just spaced. What movie were we talking about? Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. It's okay. The biker, he's a bicyclist. And he gets, he gets hit. Yeah. It's bad. I want to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when he, yeah, that, yes. I distinctly remember being fucking creeped out by that. That and Zelda, the sister. Yeah. So have you seen the Pet Cemetery remake? I didn't like it. I didn't like it either. Um, this, this doesn't lead to a, a question, but this leads to, uh, what I, 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 I can ask you, do you think trailers are giving away too much nowadays? Because if you watch the trailer for Pet Cemetery, they tell you the daughter dies. They tell you she comes back. They tell you she kills John Lithgow. Well, they tell you the cat dies. They tell you the cat comes back. They tell you the daughter dies. They tell you the daughter comes back, and they tell you they get that she kills John Lithgow. I, I do think trailers, in the trailer. Yeah, I, th- I do think trailers give too much away. I think in an instinct like that, they probably are assuming that you already know the story. You've already seen the original, so you already know what's going to happen. And I'm already pissed because they killed the daughter and not the son. Right. Uh, I always bring this up because for me, uh, a movie that always had such a big buildup, uh, but they give it away in the trailer is Thor Ragnarok. Okay. They do such a big buildup for who's the grand champion that the, that John, that Jeff Goldblum has. And I know it's, I know it's Hulk because they told you in the first trailer that he fight, that he fights Hulk. Right. So why do this big grand scheme of a buildup? If you blew your load in, in the first trailer, yeah, they made three trail. And that's the other thing is they make three or four trailers for a movie. Now yep. you just need one back, back when we were young, yep. you'd get, you'd get one, maybe two, maybe a second version of yep. a trailer. You get multiple trailers and now TV spots as well. Where is it? I know it's around here somewhere. Paul has, Paul has a 35 millimeter of the return of the King trailer. What does he? Okay. I gave it to him. I took them all from the movie theater I worked at. She you know they were going to throw them out. Yep. Um, but horror, horror is a great one. Uh, one more to add to my horror list is Poltergeist. I, I can't leave Poltergeist off the list. Oh. That's always in my top five as well. Yeah, sure. Sure. I am always a big fan of Carpenter. Uh, one that I always love because I'm pretty sure this is a Carpenter film in the mouth of madness. Yes. That's actually a very underrated Almost, I would consider it a masterpiece, late late career masterpiece of John Carpenter. Yeah, that I just watched that. I bought that. I went and bought it on Vudu. Yeah. Um, There's some imagery in that that really sticks with you. In particular, is the old guy on the bike who's perpetually stuck in this loop, and you see him aging throughout the film when he's stuck on this bike. Yeah, I can't get off, or I can't stop. Yeah, I can't stop. That one and um, another Sam Neill film, horror. What do you think I'm talking about? 
takes place in space. Yes. Lawrence Fishburne. Event Horizon. Event Horizon. That's a creepy movie. I remember seeing that one. And now, now I may be wrong on this one, but I want to say that, that I saw that in the theater. I know for a fact I saw it in the theater. I want to say it was my dad. I want to say it was Paul. You might have been there. I probably was. And I think for some reason I want to say Ron was there. Okay, very possibly. And I remember that movie scaring the ever-loving shit out of me. Some pretty good jump scares. In that it's movie. the dude. It's the dude holding his eyeballs in his hands while speaking Latin. That's what really, <laughs> really cracks it down for me. Um, God, I haven't seen that in years. I'm due for a reviewing of that. With that, I, I mean, it just kind of leads right into it. Do you remember the first movie to give you nightmares? No. I honestly don't know if a movie's given me nightmares, to tell you the truth. And that's fine. I mean, I've had guests that have really said, like, they've had nightmares, but, you know, they're more based in reality than they're based on influences of movies. Right. Yeah, I don't think I've any had any nightmares tied directly to movies. Okay. For me, I always go back to Child's Play. I want to say... Because I had a my buddy. Uh, did you? I did. He was, he was brunette like me. I don't remember that. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, uh... Yeah, I remember that, and probably probably fucking Pet Cemetery. Now that you mention it, yeah. <coughs> but, I mean, it very well. I mean, I could very well could have had nightmares. I just don't remember it. Okay. I mean, because if you know a young kid watching horror movies, I've been watching. Well, horror I mean, movies when since you're when you're the one killing the people in the dream, that's not exactly a nightmare. Yes. Right. So I mean, I blame my dad for desensitizing me because he let me watch the original Alien when I was five, and it was kind of you know just a forward progress since then sure why well, that's I, I mean in reality and start with one of the best too yeah absolutely and, and i mean you look at it for the time there there's not a lot of of so i saw alien in the re-release when they re-released it and the only jump scare i truly remember is tom scarrett's death yes when the alien is in the tube and kind of reaches out yeah yeah that's the only real it's the only jump scare jump that. scare yeah. for me because uh, Everything the, else is build up. The chest burster, yeah, it's a build up, and it's not it's not a shock like a, right. a jump out yeah. and scare you. Because you know that the alien is there in the room with them. You're just waiting for it to make its appearance. Yeah, yeah. And that's a that's a that's a and that's a story I love of the mere fact that uh, the other cast members had no idea what was going to happen. Um, I don't know if you know that the John Hurt the, the chest yeah. buster, yeah. Yeah, 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 so much um, that they wanted the uh, the reaction to be authentic. Um, and I always forget his name. Um, I feel so bad. Uh, the colored gentleman literally had to go to psychi like to a, a psychiatrist because it scared him. Like his wife said, he went into his room for like days and right. didn't come out because it had it had it had affected his mind that much. Right. Um, Alien is always a great one. Um, it is. And and you know if and that's the thing is is like uh, uh, Sally, your sister. Uh, hasn't really introduced her horror films to her son, who is now a teenager. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm assuming you have. I have not introduced horror films to them. I see. I did my part. I introduced them to Police Academy. Okay. We got up to like four. And that was the best. That was the best because Police Academy 3, they show up at the Blue Oyster. Mm -hmm. And this was like three years ago. So he was like 11, like 10 or 11. And he, the, the third movie, they get to the Blue Oyster. He goes, Oh, it's those bikers that like everyone. 
And I just had me chuckle because yeah. I'm like, yep, it's yep. those bikers <laughs> that like everyone. And that's that's a great thing. And that'll just that's just a little side discussion of jokes that you don't necessarily get uh, as a, as a, a, a child. And then you get older and, and it's super funny. Yeah. Like it's a gay bar where with with the, the Leathermen that is just I mean, I think it's super it's super funny just because it's a great reoccurring joke. Right. Like like that 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 you could make a police academy nowadays and you could almost guarantee they'd have a blue oyster bit in it. Like it's right. just you have to. I think the only one that might not would be is, is Mission to Moscow because it's Moscow, unless they have a blue oyster in Moscow. But um with that we just kind of get to the next question uh and that's do you remember the first movie you saw in the movie theater i do it was in the back of a red pickup truck that our neighbors had when we uh lived in my first house in el cajon it was the santee drive-in and it was the original friday the 13th wow so no wonder you love jason so much like It's the I first still, movie you remember. I do. And it was the, like the first movie that genuinely made me crap my pants as the final jump scare of oh, the kid the coming young out. Jason, drowned Jason, jumping out uh, and, and grabbing the character. I want to say it's Alice. Uh, I think Alice is part two. Okay. Uh, Alice might be part no, two. No, Ginny is part two. So Alice is so part Al- one. Alice, yeah. yeah. Alice is part one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you had to pick uh, for Friday the 13th, what's your favorite Friday the 13th? Uh, probably part one. Um, even though, obviously, spoiler alert, it's not Jason. Um, what? <laughs> uh, and then we probably go three and then two, and then we can progress the list from there. From there, okay. Yeah, I think Sackhead is probably the scariest, Jason. That'd um, be two. Yeah, so that'd be part two. Sure. But three is the most iconic when he finally gets his mask, mask. from, sure. from Shelly. Uh, and then, what, five is the one where it's the father? Five is the one where it's not Jason. Yeah, the foster kids. Yes, yes, the father. Hi! Yeah. Yeah! Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yet another that's, that's childhood a, memory. Another childhood memory. Of us just absolutely, dude, like looking back at it, like I'll laugh just as hard as I did when I was a kid. And it's only because like it's going back to that time. Like, I don't know what's so funny about that. And you could play that for any Jim Joe Bob on the street. Yep. And they're going to be like, all right, but you and me, like, yep. we're going to watch it. And we're like laughing to the tears of, to the point of almost tears. Mm-hmm. Just silly, just silly stuff like that. Just, yep. That's funny. Um, I think her name was Edith. If I remember correctly. I, I might've been, I, I, for me, uh, probably Friday the, the, the first one. Uh, and then I don't know what it is about it. Jason X, man. Jason X. Well, is... it's the first one you saw in the theater. It's the first time you were. Is it the so? That's the first one you saw in the theater. That's, but, not, oh, that's had... not the first no. one you've seen. No, 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 no. Because we, I remember us being younger. I would imagine I would have made you watch a marathon of. Yeah, I mean yes, that was okay. us when we were kids. Yes, that's right. Uh, I remember us watching Jason Takes Manhattan. Um, I remember a couple of them. Like, I don't remember particularly remember all of them together. They all kind of mesh right. and blend. I think Manhattan's the first truly bad Jason movie. Um, but it's still fun in its own right. It is. Yeah. Um, I mean, many would argue that I mean, all if, bad, if only but... for the fact that, that apparently the lake in Crystal Lake connects to a river. That takes you to New York. Which connects yeah. to New York, which is, yeah. Um, 
with that though, what is a movie that you, and you can take this any way you want. Uh, I've had guests take it either a movie that's so impactful or a movie that's so bad, but a movie that you only have to watch once and you never have to watch it again. Oh boy. Fifth element. All right. I get so much hate for not liking that movie. No, I and and it's it's okay. I can understand why people. It's one of Larry's favorites, and it's, he likes to watch it a couple times a year, and I, I just can't do it. Is just it, for some reason that movie just never clicked with me. Is it just Ruby Rod in general? Like, who's Ruby Rod? Chris Tucker. Oh, okay. Ruby Rod. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just the whole sum of the parts. Um, for some reason, it just it never never clicked with me, with the exception of the blue-haired opera singer that Aria scene that that sure. blew me away oh, sure but everything well, else in the movie just it just never clicked are with you me. just not a fan of Luc Besson in general I'm not I'm not we were we we went to the theater Tiffany and I went to the theater where we were watching the trailer for uh Valerian and the planet of a thousand cities which mm -hmm. I took Paul to see in the theater I now don't that's know supposed why. to be in the same world as Fifth it, Element isn't it it's the same director I don't know if it's necessarily in the same world but we were watching okay. the trailer and halfway through, Tiffany just leans over and goes, this reminds me a lot of The Fifth Element, right as it literally pops up with, from the director of The Fifth Element. <laughs> and I should... Yeah. Yeah, no, um, no I, 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 I caught it at the right age, at the right time, I guess. I was in high school. Um, I'm, no, I'm, I will grant everybody that I am definitely in the minority on that one. Oh, sure, sure. And there are a lot of people... There are movies that, that you probably love that I that I think are the drizzling shits. And I'd probably be in the minority of that. Yep. Uh, there are movies that were number one in the box office that I thought were horrible. Uh, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow was number one in the box office, albeit one week. Yep. I think it's a horrible film. Well, just because something is number one doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be good. Well, I, Oscar by John Landis was number one in the box office for a week, and I love that well, movie. That's a great movie. It's I was just thinking about that the other day, that I need to try and find it. It's on Voodoo. It's is, on Voodoo. It is? Because yeah, I, I looked on Amazon. It. There's no DVDs of it. I bought right. it on Voodoo, so I own it digitally. God, I haven't seen that. Last time I saw that was would have been with you. John Joe, uh, Joe Monliotega? That was his first theatrical film. Okay. I follow him on Instagram. He's telling a story on that. Okay. Um, with that, uh, we come to uh, our last question uh, of the show. <clears throat> uh, movie recommendation. A movie that you love, that you would recommend to the listeners uh, to go check out. If you want a good mindfuck, um, Hereditary. I think it's one of the I've seen most brilliant... I've seen Midsommar. I haven't seen Hereditary Okay, yet. I think it is one of the most brilliant horror films probably in the last 10 to 15 years. All right. Hereditary. Hereditary. Any, any, anything else you want to throw out there? I would there? say Midsommar as well. It was brilliant. Sherlock Holmes' younger brother? <laughs> that's, a, that's another classic. I mean, there's, 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 a whole, there's a whole, like, road we didn't even go down. Shall like, we, shall we like, fade out with the kangaroo hop? <laughs> I mean, Gene Wilder in his own right. I mean, yeah. I, he doesn't get talked about nearly as much on... Uh, yeah. And that's the right. Sherlock Holmes' is younger brother. Or is it Sherlock Holmes' The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes' smarter brother. Smarter brother. Yeah. yeah. So that's Gene Wilder. Sheer luck. Sheer luck. His name is Sheer Luck. Um, I wanted to touch his winkle. I. That's Madeline Kahn in her prime. I. Oh, Madeline Kahn is so good. Uh, and I do not... 
realize how Marty often Feldman too. I truly do quote that film. Oh yeah. Uh, in which I just go, "Holy Jesus Christ!" <laughs> Holy Jesus Christ! And that's another one that just made us laugh as uh, as as children. Yeah. Uh, but Hereditary, Midsommar are, are the the recommendations. Yeah. The other one would be on Netflix, uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, that series. I really loved The Haunting of Hill House. I was very let down by The Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah. Haunting of Hill House, like The Exorcist, proves that horror can be filmed as a work of art. Absolutely. Uh, with that, uh, we do come to the end of the show. Uh, I do ask my guests, uh, here at the last podcast you'd want, we try and keep a PMA, a positive mental attitude, which is something I think this world needs especially with the crazy quarantine that we've been going through for the majority of 2020 uh, into now 2021, I'm sure when this episode will be airing. Uh, a mantra, any words of advice, any any message of positivity you'd like to leave the guests with as we uh, end the show? Uh, it's It's been tough this, this last year, these last eight, nine months or whatever. Um, just got to keep your head on. Just got to keep positive mind. Don't let the negativity affect you. Negativity is contagious. Um, extremely contagious. Uh, just got to stay positive. Got to stay focused. Uh, so the, the mantra is, and this too shall pass. Uh, that's that's one of my, my favorite sayings. And it, it holds extremely true because this will pass. Absolutely. David, thank you so much for coming it's on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that has been another episode of The Last Podcast You'd Want. And until next week, tip the veal, try the staff. I'll see you then. Thanks for coming to see our show. Sad to tell you we got to go. Grab your hat and head for the door. In case you didn't notice, there ain't any more. If you like our show, tell everyone but. If you think it's great, keep your big mouth shut. It's over!